This is episode 79 of Down the Rabbit Hole. We are really close to episode number 80. And hello, Carl. How are you this uh, this morning? Uh, Rafa, I'm fine. Like you, we're kind of um, indoors, right? Yeah, still indoors. Trying to do as Maybe. much activity as possible indoor. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've got two pretty uh, pretty amazing items today. We've got one item that kind of affects us all, which is uh, falling fertility rates globally, and how this will affect uh, some countries more than others. And then the other subject, mm-hmm. we're in a we are in a way revisiting something we've. We touched on probably a couple of years ago now, yeah. which uh, is uh, the Drake equation. If you don't know what it is, keep on listening. If you do yeah, for sure. know what it is, then um, it's had a it's had a bit of a, a freshen up, a refresh. There's a different way of looking at it, and we're going mm-hmm. to going to have a look at the latest on that. And we have a special guest for the topic of the fertility rate. So you yes, really have thought, to check it out. We thought we'd bring in the uh, the other fifty percent of the planet. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I think I think they should make a have a contribution. Right? Yeah. So let's go check out the the topics of today down the rabbit hole. Cosmology. Space. And alien civilizations, a perfect combination for like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Like an essential thing. Totally. Yes. Well, we have discussed before in Down the Rabbit Hole about aliens, uh, Drake equation, if other civilizations would exist. Mm. Recently, there was a development in the theories, an update Mm. to this. Mm. And we're talking about uh, a very famous article because it went all around the world. Sure that they announce that three dozen alien civilizations may be advanced enough to communicate with us. Yes. So some astronomers made uh, a little tweak or update to the Drake equation, mm. and they found out based on this that they figure that there's uh, 36 potentially potential yeah. civilizations that can communicate yeah. with us. But but all of which have declined to return our calls, right? Probably. Yeah. But the key point here is that that name, the closest one, yeah. might be seventeen thousand light years away. This is the problem, right? So yeah, it's not like they will answer with smoke signals. The galaxy is pretty big place. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of course, what the one of the updates they made was about in the Drake equation. What they modified was the equation about because we know a bit more uh-huh. about these things now, about how long would a potential civilization last? That that was the key, actually, uh, also for this. Yeah. Because there is this earlier theory, I forget who came up with it, maybe it was Fermi or something. He came up with this idea of the, they call it the great filter, that's it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the great filter is this kind of event that potentially all civilizations have to go through mm-hmm. to kind of you know you know that those as that asimov book childhood's end mm-hmm. that 
kind of alludes, if anybody's never read Asimov's childhood end, I'd take your headphones off now and, go and just go and buy it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it is it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Right? Uh, anyway, so this, uh, this concept of the um, Great Filter is yeah. that every civilization arrives at kind of like a moment where they fail or break through to or the next through. to yeah. the next kind of phase of whatever is that development. phase now yeah. we have this thing that's thrown around on this planet this crazy planet mm-hmm. uh, the angry planet as as probably most people see it from the outside um which is that um the idea that was popularized by Kurzweil, this uh-huh. singularity stuff, right? Exactly. Where we, our technology gets to the point where we could effectively merge our minds with machines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And potentially that is the, a great filter moment. Because if you imagine Very it... Very Star Trek. Totally. And like Borgs. Who, who knows... If and whether it will ever be possible, but mm-hmm. but you can imagine that before, like our civilization, right? This is the only one we've got to uh, to look at, and you kind of look at how stupid we are, right? And you think, how the hell are we going to survive another mm-hmm. thousand years, right? Yeah, the point with all this is that most likely from those thirty six, yeah. Some already have gone. Are gone, or, or at any moment, there's only one of them anyway. Yeah, or they are in the point of this breakthrough, or they or are destroying not, themselves, or not enough uh, developed to reach uh, yeah. advanced communication or care, or care. Yeah, oh, why not? Yeah, they don't have to, right? Uh huh. I mean, uh, if you think about it, it it. If we look at again our civilization, it was only through the period of enlightenment and so on and so forth that science rose to be kind of dominant in terms of new ideas and so on and so forth. If we still lived in a global civilization that was very dominated by uh, traditional religious beliefs and practices. I don't think there would be a SETI project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? There wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So imagine another civilization where there was no free science. Why would they why would they yeah. look for something else? And what, when you think about it, our um own uh development as a species, mm. as humans. Yeah. We not- are just basically a blink yeah. of an eye a blink. In, in the space time yeah. uh it's nothing. How can I say is scale? Yeah. So uh, civilizations go super fast in and out. It's yeah. pretty hard, I think. To, yeah. How, that's why it has been so in, almost impossible to find a, a civilization that will communicate so far. Yeah. So if you if you think there might be, as the theory suggests, thirty six civilizations, um, the chances of either potentially even one of them being at the point where they're paying attention, looking in the right direction, mm-hmm. can be bothered. <laughs> exactly. It must be, you know, almost. Yeah. No wonder we don't 
And there's another thing, which is, I think we've touched on this before, all our kind of SETI efforts of detecting signals are all based on effectively looking for analogue transmissions, really. And that it is true that even our pathetic civilization has transitioned from largely analogue transmission to digital transmission. transmission. And those uh, transmissions are nowhere near as easy to um, decipher, decode, Mm -hmm. um, so on and so forth, or reach as far. So you might also imagine that as civilizations move on technologically, they actually become quieter and quieter in terms of the ripples that they're creating in terms of their technologies Mm -hmm. that can be picked up elsewhere and that therefore they would have to be deliberately trying to be detected. Yeah, exactly. And um, it it makes you wonder, right? Yeah. Well, this is it. Leaves us with a question. Did E.T. phone home? Yeah. Or not? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Society. And Carl, we have a new episode today and a new topic regarding fertility. Yeah, fertility and its effect on population, but... We also have our guest, uh, Denise, that is going to share with us this topic. Hello. And it's very interesting, the fact that uh, maybe people would think that uh, fertility rate is is good if it drops, if we don't have that many kids because of the new things on society, but... There are projections that can tell us that if uh, we reach a certain point, then population will just drop. Yeah, because obviously the uh, the general measure is that any kind of population has a replacement level. If we talk about a country, uh, they have a, a replacement level of two point one births per woman per lady, and uh, obviously a lot of people think, why is it two point one? and not two, and it's basically because of infant mortality rates and all that stuff, so it has to be a little bit higher. Uh, But generally speaking, the problem that we're facing is that for the vast majority of countries, it's falling below Mm 2.1. Which is actually um, quite interesting, because in China, uh, many moons ago, like around the late 70s, early 80s, they they brought in this rule that every family could only have yeah. one child. One child per family. Yeah. And, and now uh, they've decided that that actually is now uh, their, their population because it's reducing so much. Yeah. They uh, are now saying that people can have two children. Yeah, they are. And it is a major problem there because uh, in China, uh, the men are always scrabbling around trying to find some woman to have a relationship with. You That's because, because there's because not the, enough women. Because there weren't enough women. <laughs> yeah. Because And... In that period where it was the one child per family, the, there was a lot of, um, uh, shall we say, um, when the families wanted to have male children. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of infanticide of female children. Uh, uh, Spartan style, right? Yeah, Spartan style. And it ended up with this imbalance. Imbalance, imbalance yeah. So it doesn't, you know, when governments try to inter- kind of get themselves into that stuff, it goes wrong usually, right? Yeah, and in one of the studies uh, published by uh, in The Lancet says that uh, 
they project that the population would fall by 1.7 by 2100. Yeah. And by that time, it's going to be uh, mm. really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, actually, um, by uh, 2100, they're, they're thinking it's going to be around 1.6, which is disastrous, apparently. So so why is it disastrous? I mean, like, like uh, mm. people think that, well, surely it's good to have a reduced population mm. because uh, the planet's overpopulated. You're right, so. there are too many people. Yeah, but, so, the, so but the problem is... What is the problem? The, problem, the problems are more as much economic as anything else. And the, the problem mm-hmm. is that... Uh, because there's so many people currently alive, that what will happen is that as the number of children born drops, uh-huh. as it is slated to do, and the curve is pretty scary, the problem is that all the people that are currently born now are going to be getting older. So basically the population demographic of young versus old is going to invert. And I think the number was that from... Uh, in 2017, there were 140 million globally people over 80 years old. In 2100, that figure is estimated to be nearly 900 million. And there will be more in most countries. Mm-hmm. There will be more members of the population of any specific country over the years of 80 than w- there will be newborn children. So the problem, economic problem, is so if the demographic is dominated by these older people who are not working, where does all the money come from to pay for their care? Mm-hmm. Right, and because, there's a, because uh, there aren't enough people of working age generating tax revenues. And there is a very important thing that we should point out: yeah. that this has nothing to do with infertility. No. Or sperm counts or movies like, you know, The Children of Men and Children things like this. And our previous episode, Spermageddon. Yeah. Exactly. It has specifically to do with the fact that women doesn't like to have children, mostly because of work, uh, well, their education, dedicated yeah. to some other things, basically. Because you know? countries are developing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're previously women who were stuck in the home are now becoming more educated, which is a good thing. But then society has changed with that because now it seems to me that in most family households, both the, 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 you know, both partners need to work. Yeah. Well, we, we discussed this earlier, didn't we, which is that some of it is economic in that, um, and it's not mentioned in the work stuff we've read before doing this, that obviously we know that the cost of living... As just it just goes up and up and up and up mm-hmm. to the point where to sustain a what people consider a reasonable standard of living, it requires both parents to work, and of course, yeah. this drives potentially also education of women. It then leads to them making choices and increased use of contraception, and of course, the other one. Infant mortality, yeah. because info, infant mortality improves. Fewer children are dying at an early age, so they don't need as many. But uh, then I think that the next point we need to move on is how can we or countries do to fight this and to not fall yeah. into this? Yes. They Go have on. to change their whole way of working. 
Well, or, everything has to completely Or by change. incentives, for example, economic incentives to couples, to that, married couples or just couples, you know. A number of countries have tried that, apparently. Sweden, for example, yeah. they had a major program and they managed to get their rate from up from 1.7 to 1.9. But other countries trying to do similar things uh-huh. have just fallen flat completely. Singapore, for example, they haven't been able to move their fertility rate above 1.3 and it seems to me in fact the the one of the figures in the uh-huh. uh, in the work we read uh, a professor murray uh, he said that um, if we can't find a solution then eventually the species will disappear <laughs> <laughs> i mean but there's also uh, there a very interesting thing you know yeah. saying that uh, there's two things that we can do Mm-hmm. Uh, or there's three. Besides the fact of the uh, economic incentives to people, yeah, it's uh, women's uh, health. Yeah, improve the way uh, women are treated in 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 their health, in their reproductive health, mm. and their rights as well. Because oh, there's course. also discrimination. Maybe this is for another topic about how sometimes women that get pregnant get discriminated at their jobs, for example. Oh, yeah, and that mm-hmm. takes the fear of having a child, for yeah, example. And I think. I think you would agree with that, Denise. Definitely, yeah. And that is very widespread, though, isn't it? Even mm-hmm. in developed economies, right? Yeah. I think any economy, any country has mm. this situation. Mm. I think if you look at some of those northern European countries that do very well in you know, happiness indexes and stuff like that, and equality indexes, they, I think, have a more enlightened attitude than regular, you know, middle-band developed economies. But... You're right. It, there was one point that was interesting that came up out of the whole falling population stuff, which is um, not all countries will suffer the same. For example, mm-hmm. the UK, they're estimated, because we have a lot of immigration, uh, our government, yeah. or rather the government of the UK, recognised quite a while ago that the population wasn't being topped up enough by the locals. So we've always had this thing of bringing in migrants to generate tax revenues. And in the same uh, study, it's estimated that the UK population will peak at 75 million, but only drop to 71 million. Uh Whereas a number of countries, they're literally halving. But the one standout uh, nation is Nigeria, which is estimated will become the world's second biggest country, population-wise, with a population of 791 million by 2100. So it's a big problem. certainly is. So share your comments with us. What do you think about it? And let's see what's happening with our population on Earth. Yes, thank you for that, Denise. Thank you, Denise. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, there we go, Rafa. Two very interesting uh, items there. I think the oh, yeah. uh, the fertility one. I mean, it kind of. I don't know. We've touched before on this Gaia theory, yes, and that uh, you know the kind of nature as a system, uh, the biosphere as a system, potentially has these feedback loops in it that will uh, push back 
on mm-hmm. whatever it is, is that's trying to push the biosphere out of balance. So I, I yeah. don't know about you, but in a way it kind of feels not that un, uh, unlikely that it, it could well be happening. Right? Yeah. And if you really want to listen to our uh, previous episode, try to search for episode seven down the rabbit hole where we have uh, actually six and seven because we used to have two episodes so we're two full episodes number six and number seven go search them on our website and uh, you get uh, another vision of the Gaia theory that's Gaia theory and then of course the other uh, subject the the one on the Drake equation I mean again yeah I mean I have this Mm -hmm. idea that that at any one time maybe there's only one actual advanced technological society in any one galaxy uh-huh. and even if that was the case although that seems like a fairly bleak kind of assessment there's a lot of galaxies out there isn't oh definitely so, so even chances if there's are only there one, yeah. yeah exactly alright thank you Carl see you in the next episode thank you Rafa yeah <laughs>